Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 127 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, we're chatting with my friend, Nikki Nash. And this is such a fun episode because she like talks about marketing plans and how they relate to Beyonce and how they are magical. And I just felt so inspired uh, after this podcast. But we are talking about soul aligned marketing and how to stay consistent with your marketing plans so that you can see results. Nikki Nash is a podcast host, Hay House author and motivational speaker and creator of the Genius Profit Society, a training and development company on a mission to equip entrepreneurs with the tools and resources they need to share and profit from their message. And today we're going to talk about how to attract more leads and attract your dream customers with marketing that you love. And then we're going to dig into the ingredients of a marketing plan so that you actually see results and how to differentiate yourself from the competition. This is such an awesome episode and there's some really great bonuses at the end. So make sure that you stay tuned. Let's get to the show. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the Crush Thrush podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I know when we chatted before about this episode, this is something that I'm really excited about because your expertise in marketing is really, really amazing. So I would love it if you could, let's just jump right in and tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Nikki Nash. And if I were to put, you know, what I do in the buckets, I would say I'm a podcast host. I am a, you know, author. I'm super excited about that now being a official bucket and I'm a marketing mentor and I essentially work with, uh, primarily women who are interested in taking a message or a story or an experience or expertise that they have and really sharing it with the world, sharing it with others so that they can transform areas of their life, sharing it with others so that they can profit from it. And so I work with, uh, folks, who essentially are monetizing their personal brand. And it ends up being a lot of coaches, consultants, real estate agents, you know, doctors, lawyers, the works. If you know people are buying your intellectual property or, you know, your personality, um, then that is whom I help. I love that. I actually also love how you introduce yourself with different categories. Cause I feel like that's so important. Like sometimes we forget like one category, we'll just focus on one thing. And so it's very inclusive. So that was, that was awesome. So today we wanted to talk about soul aligned marketing planning. So can you tell us like, what does that mean? Yes. So my background's in marketing. I used to work in corporate marketing um, for a lot of Fortune 100 brands and then uh, moved into the startup space. And what I found when I ventured into entrepreneurship, especially when I said, you know, what's this coaching thing? I want to be a coach, right? 
I started looking at all of the marketing and all of the different messages out there. And it very much feels as though, at least for me, it felt uh, different people were saying, hey, this is the way you grow your business. And kudos for them for going, hey, this is how I grew my business. I know that this works. I've tested it. I've worked with other people on it. But they've niched down specifically a lot of folks into, hey, webinars are the thing. Hey, challenges are the thing. Hey, you know, podcasting is the thing. Hey, speaking on stages is the, is the thing. And the reality is, is any of those marketing activities can work to help you do what marketing is supposed to do, which is attract your audience, build relationships with people and warm them up for the sale. And so when I tell people that they should really have a solo line plan, it's really about knowing that if anything could work, you know, if any of these opportunities that are brought to you by different experts could work. What actually feels right for you? What actually lights you up? What brings you joy? Because at the end of the day, if you're not having fun marketing your business, then how are you going to convey the excitement that somebody should experience when they want to consider working with you or joining your community? And so that's uh, the premise, the high level kind of thought behind soul aligned marketing is that it's, it's not just what you know, an expert or a guru or somebody is going to say, it has to, you know, come from within that, yes, this feels right. This is the thing I should be doing. This is how I should be, you know, spending my time. Yeah. I love that. And don't you think that people can feel your passion when you're doing something? So I know like, as an example, the very first like webinar I did was like awful, but like my clients, most of them work nine to five. They're not hopping on a webinar at two o'clock in the afternoon. So like in my gut, I was like, I don't know if this feels right, but like, everyone's telling me to do it. It didn't go well. But then when I did like a challenge, which was in an email where people could read it on their own time, it did much better. But I feel like people can feel you whether or not like you're in it or you're just trying it. Do you, do you agree with that? I so agree with that, especially when you're selling essentially yourself or your knowledge or, or something along those yeah. lines. If you're not feeling it, people can read fakeness or false energy or things along those lines. And even if they're not going, oh, this person feels fake or they don't seem that excited. Some people aren't uh, intuitive enough to necessarily pick up on that level of detail, but they may go, something just didn't seem right and they move on. And so I really encourage people to go, okay, how can I show up as my best self, my most excited self doing the thing that I love? And so for example, for me, I freaking love podcasting. And it's funny because I didn't think I would when I first started venturing into, you know, starting a podcast and stuff yeah. like that. But I realized that I binge listen to audiobooks especially in business, you know, fiction books, I like to read, but business books and, and things, self-help books, I like to listen to. And when I realized how much I was falling in love with authors by listening to them read their book, I'm like, oh my goodness, I think podcasting would be great. And then I started listening to podcasts and that became something that lights me up that I enjoy. And so now I double down on podcasting from a marketing strategy, not just having my own, but guesting on other shows. And, and there's such a difference in my business from doing things that, you know, you love challenges. I actually hate challenges. I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> I okay. legit, like, I think it's because in my mind, it's probably a mindset thing because you're like, Oh, they're emailed and they can look at them at their own time. Um, when I was doing challenges, they were live same time every day. And yeah. I, it was an energy suck for me. I'm like, I can't 
do this marathon of live trainings. Give me a day, yeah. like an hour, 90 minutes, one off live. Bam. Amazing. You want me to do that every day by day three or four? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not yeah. done yet. No, you know, I will tell you. So I've done them both ways in email and doing like live every day. And I felt the same about the live every day by like the fifth day. I'm like, oh my God, like I have no energy left. And like, you don't want to feel like that. So I feel like that's just a great lesson learned that people can look at like, what do they enjoy doing? Because most likely their ideal client is probably doing the same thing. Like your ideal client typically is somebody that is similar to you. Yeah, so true. And uh, if you're wondering, oh, what is the thing? Pay attention to your energy. You know, I just mentioned five days of one hour live challenges was a challenge for me, but I had a week where I did 20 podcast episodes, 20 in in like five or four days. And I think it was actually what I had you on yeah. my show. That might have been one of the days. Oh, nice. Um, where like I think fourteen of those episodes I was interviewing on somebody else's, and like six I was having people interview for mine. It was the best week ever. I was so energized, and, it, and in theory, I spent way more time podcasting than I did going live. But it's just yeah. the energy it's behind different. it. Everything was different. So you got to find yeah. your thing. Yeah. So if you're listening, that's your first action item is to go through and like, really think about like, what do you love doing? And then think about what your ideal client would love doing. Um, can we pivot a little bit and talk, dig a little deeper in that? And how do you take that and then stand out and differentiate yourself from the competition? Right. Cause there's like 800,000 coaches and, you know, I think everyone's like, Oh, well, there's, you know, 5,000 podcasts. Like how do I stand out differently? Yeah. So one of the best things you can do to try to make sure that you're standing out and and being different is to put blinders on. Like, you know how when you want a horse to walk in a straight line, you put the little blinder, like the the blinders on the side. Um, It's the same thing. And it's almost counterintuitive because a lot of people think, well, for me to stand out and be different, I have to see what everybody else is doing so that I can stand out and be different. And I'm like, the best way you can stand out and be different if you are 100% you because you're innately different and it could seem like very small things that you're doing differently that make the world of a difference. And I'll give you an example. When I first started my business, you know, it's common. People are like, you got to do a brand photo shoot, right? You got to get those photos, got to put them out there. And at the time, everybody and their mother, no shade was doing photos like outdoor at a cafe in like Italy or in front of the (laughs) Eiffel tower or like all these other things. And that's not my jam. That wasn't like, that didn't seem like a fun photo shoot to me. A fun photo shoot for me was in Boston where I had lived at the time with one of my good friends who is a photographer and does uh, photo shoots for like supermodels and in magazines and all this other stuff, but also has a brand photography. Like she was starting her brand photography business. And I like came with confetti and she had people on her team buy balloons. And we literally just played music, danced and did an indoor photo shoot. It was the most fun I ever had. And every photo that came from that, people are like, oh my gosh, your photos are so amazing. I've never seen photos like this. This is great energy. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, because I just showed up as myself and was me with something as simple as a photograph, right? 
And so you can just be yourself. The way you teach things will be different than the way other people teach things. The way that you uh, solve a problem will be different than the way somebody else solves a problem. And so as long as you're clear on what you're uniquely qualified to help people with, and you double down on solving that problem for people and you do it in a way that only you can, then it doesn't matter if there are 5 billion other podcasts, TV shows, coaches, consultants, freelancers, creatives, photographers, I don't care how many are already out there. It doesn't mean that there's no space for you. And so when you want to be different, I really encourage you to spend time getting to know who you are um, and having that time, carving out that space for yourself. Because uh, I remember starting out and people saying, oh, you have such great energy. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. It's very woo-woo to me. I just come out of corporate. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it's okay. (laughs) And I just kind of went with it. I'm like, well, whatever this energy thing is, people seem to be digging it. So I'm just going to keep showing up as myself and we'll see how that goes. I love that. I love that. And I think it's so important. Like when you look at like social media or wherever these like brand, you know, photography is showing up to just create what you want to create, which most likely is what you enjoy. So that was so inspiring, such a great story. So one of the other things I want to talk about, because you are the expert in these soul aligned marketing plans is, can you walk us through some good ingredients to have in your marketing plan? So you've already told us to be yourself and to really dial into what makes you happy and brings you joy. And then if you're going to get brand, you know, pictures, make sure it represents you. This episode is sponsored by the Crush the Rush Collective Mastermind. So if you have missed the announcements in the past couple of weeks, we have officially rolled out a formal six-month mastermind program, one that combines business strategy, productivity, and accountability that you love with the Crush the Rush method, but layers in an exclusive powerhouse community to help you fast track your success. We focus on motivation, personal development, and the business skills you need to scale your business, working together to help each of us in the group reach our own individual goals, which is what the collective is all about. So inside the collective, not only do you get direct access and one-on-one coaching with me on a weekly basis, but my team and even an offsite retreat this July, where I bring in industry experts twice a month to really help you dial in your focus on exactly what to need you need to scale your business. The curriculum is customized to you so you can continue to grow as a woman and a business owner. Listen, I know there is a difference between investing in a $99 course and an investment in your business. And I will teach you the exact methods I use to scale to six figures while working full time and hand you the toolkit to create that long-term vision and that time freedom you are craving. What makes this mastermind difference? Well, you know I love a good productivity checklist and there is built-in accountability weekly from me and my team and communication pods where you will get to work with others at the same level with similar goals. So I ask you to ask yourself this, can you keep going at the same pace with the same results long-term? This collective mastermind is your answer. The mastermind is created for women like you who want to grow and scale without sacrificing what matters most. The methodology taught has proven results with hundreds of women now, including everything from brick and mortar businesses to MLMs and service-based businesses 
it works. And it works in real life. As in, I have a family, I work full time, and so do all the other ladies in the group. Even if they don't have a full-time job, they are working a full-time schedule. I work with a select few who are ready to level up in all areas of their lives to make the biggest impact possible. And after this summer, the price is going up. So you want to make sure to grab a call with me today to see if it is a good fit. Enrollment is now open. The link to chat with me is in the show notes and retreat planning is already in progress for July. There are limited spots available. So grab the link. Let's set up time to chat and let's get to business. I can't wait to work with you. You might not think of yourself as a strategic powerhouse business builder yet, but stick with me because there is a better way of building and scaling and it is all possible. This is how you're going to get there. Any other tips that you can share with us? Yes. So if you want like magical marketing plan, I love that. I'm going to call my marketing plan that from now on. That's also part of being yourself. I I didn't realize how frequently I use the word magical or variations of magic until people started saying, oh, that's so Nikki magic. I'm like, oh, because I say that word probably five billion times a day, but it's cool. I roll with it, right? Yeah, I love so that. when you're building your magical marketing plan, there are a couple of things to think about. And the very first thing that I will tell people, and this is like my number one game changer, is that you have to realize that marketing is just one giant science experiment. Like it's just one, like you think about how you had to do science as a kid and you had to have a hypothesis and then come up with a test and there are all these different variables and all that jazz. That's what marketing's like. And so we'll talk through the components of the plan itself, but the kind of higher level, big piece of the plan that you really need to get is that you come up with a plan and realize that it's just a hypothesis that you're going to test. I think so often the biggest mistake people make is they go, well, I did a webinar that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. And it could be, no, that webinar could be the thing, especially if you enjoyed it, that grows your business, but you have to maybe tweak some things or there was something out of alignment or something that, you know, if you change will make it so much better. And so I always tell people to start with realizing that um, it's a science experiment and I give this acronym, it's called MAD scientists and it's M-A-A-D. And it's like, make a plan, activate the plan, adjust the plan and do it again. Right? Like that's all you're doing over and over again. You're going to make a plan. You're going to go out there and actually implement it. You know, you're going to activate that plan. You're going to evaluate the uh, results and adjust accordingly. And then you're going to do the thing all over again. And so I encourage people as I give you these ingredients for a great plan that you come up with your plan and you do the same thing over and over again for like a year plus, but definitely a year. Well, that was going to be my next question because I feel like we're in this like instant gratification society and I'm the same way. Like I come out with like a new lead magnet. I'm like, well, nobody liked it. It didn't work. I got to like do a new one, but you know, I really put it out there for like a month or something. So how long do you recommend sticking with something until you realize that maybe it's not working. Yeah. So I really encourage people to, in general, like general rule of thumb, stick with something for a year. Now, while I, why I say general rule of thumb is that if you started something and you already know it's not so aligned, like you hate doing it, if it were me and I decided I was going to do challenges and I realized I hate challenges, right. I wouldn't say stick with challenges for a year because that's going to be the worst year ever, right? So, yeah. but if somebody said podcasting or you love podcasting, stick with podcasting for a year, I'd be like, okay. And then that way, if I do like, oh, I've done, I'm making this up, but oh, I've done five, 10 podcasts. 
they haven't generated the results that I want. Let me go back. Let me listen to them. What was my call to action? How many people signed up? What happened? And so you want to stick with something and like that be the only thing that you're focused on for a year. Because most people, if you're an entrepreneur, you don't have the time, energy, or capacity to come up with 15 different plans. Like don't try to do a webinar, a challenge, podcasting, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, you know, right. That's such going a good live YouTube. Yeah. Like you don't have time for all that. Choose one thing. It's your thing. Right. No, that's super helpful. And I think we get really distracted too. So if you have this like soul aligned magical plan, which I love calling it that, and you're going to stick to it, like that's what you're going to do. Um, any other like magical ingredients that should be part of this plan? Yes. And so once you've got like, okay, this is a science experiment. I'm in it for the long haul. Um, the things that I would say is, and when I teach marketing planning and things like that, I always say that marketing is just like dating. And the reason I say that is because there are very specific elements of, you know, the dating process that are very compatible or aligned or I was going to make up an, a word and make analogy, like uh, anal- analogical <laughs> yeah. or something. I kind of make up a word, <laughs> but aligned. And so when you think about dating, usually you start with getting clear on the type of person you want to meet, right? And so you want to do the same thing for your business. Who's your dream client or customer? That person that if you had a million of them or a hundred of them or 10 of them or a thousand of them, it would be the best day ever, you know? So really get clear on who that person is and then ask your where they're spending their time. That's why there are so many different dating apps because the different dating apps attract different types of people. Same thing with marketing opportunities and platforms. You could have uh, your ideal client could be on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or Clubhouse or TikTok. They could be going to live events or virtual conferences. You have to kind of get a sense of who that person is, where they're spending their time, and then where you show up best. Again, that's where that magic soul alignment comes up because they could be in a lot of places, but that doesn't need to mean that you have to be in all those places. You're going to choose one to start, right? So the first thing is get that foundational piece going where you know who you're going after, where they're spending their time and the one place you're going to show up. And from there, then it's just going, okay, how are you going to capture that person's attention? You know, when I was in my early twenties, my friends and I would go out and we'd get all dolled up because we're like, Hey, we need to look amazing so that we can attract the person that we want. Right. And so how are you going to capture somebody's attention? Are you going to talk about certain topics? Are you going to use certain headlines? Are you going to use certain photos? Like, What are the things that you're going to do to stop people from scrolling or have them come up to you at a networking event or something along those lines? And so think through that piece. And that's like the, the very next step. And then things continue to, you know, natural parts of dating. How are you going to get their digits? How are you going to go on that I first date? That. You know, like you got to go on that first date. You got to have the first date good enough to go on a second date and so forth until, you know, as Beyonce says, if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. And that's when it <laughs> becomes like that, that super magical sales, um, part of the equation where you're making offers. I love it. I love the Beyonce analogy. I feel like I'm going to think about that on like every discovery call that I have now, <laughs> like <laughs> put a ring on it. So one sort of bonus question with this, cause I know everyone always asks, but like, Okay. So you've got this plan in place and you're super niche down and you've got your blinders on and you're in the right dating app and you're sharing the right things. Any tips on how to just be consistent? So you're consistently gaining customers or discovery calls or whatever it is that you're asking for. 
Yeah. So the first thing I will say is consistent action yields consistent results. And, you know, that can go positively or negatively. You know, if I consistently eat pint of ice cream every day, I'm consistently going to gain weight, but I'll see yeah. that consistency, right? So you want to think about what are the activities that you know help you grow your business, whether that's, oh, when I, I know when I do these things, I start attracting clients or I get a lot of engagement or something along those lines and consistently do those things. And for everybody to do it consistently, it's a little bit different for every person um, in terms of what's going to have you show up and be consistent. Some people, you know, my little sister, love her to death. I, I'm like, she's my little sister. She's like turning 32 or, or something. And I'm <laughs> like, my baby sister. But she goes to the gym religiously. Like she will show up, go. She doesn't need anybody to tell her to go. She'll have her plan. She'll work out and she'll go for runs and she'll, you know, that's her thing. She doesn't need somebody to hold her hand to be consistent. I need her to go to the gym with me for me to go to the gym, right? Like I need, or I need to set an alarm or I need to look at a picture of me or I weigh myself and go, Ooh, okay. feels going the wrong way. Let me make sure that I am eating properly. You know, I need those sorts of things. But if somebody said, Hey, Nikki, you need to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something I do consistently binge watch Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No problem. So it's really about asking yourself, like my podcast that I do consistently religiously, no problem. So what I would say is for consistency, don't be afraid to put system structures or babysitting in place so that you get it done. You know, when I needed to write my book, and hit a deadline, I know myself, I will procrastinate. So I got a group of 80 plus people who opted in to getting a chapter a week from me. And I set it up that automatically they would get a Google doc every week. And I had to put something in the Google doc. Otherwise it would automatically email a blank Google doc, right? Oh my gosh. I had to write that chapter before the email went out. Right. Um, So I did that because I knew it was what was going to have me follow through. So no shame in doing whatever it takes, you know, hiring an accountability coach, getting a partner, you know, do, I don't know, setting alarms, writing yourself notes, do whatever is going to work for you so that you do it consistently. And then just remember that, you know, you're going to have the negative thoughts, the fears, all of that's going to come up, but it doesn't mean that you have to listen to them, right? You can take action despite having limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, fear, and you can take actions that are in alignment with what you want. Yeah, I love that. And I would say just in combination with the last part, so like I would say negative thoughts and mindset is like such a huge piece of entrepreneurship and marketing. But when you're doing something that you love, it tends to like limit it just a little bit, right? So I too love podcasting. There are other things in the business that I don't love, but when I'm having a day when I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to do this. And then I layer in a couple podcasts. I'm like, yes, I could do it because it just feels good that you're doing something that you're enjoying and it's tied back to your business. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So any other just like standout marketing plan tips that you can share with us before we wrap up? Uh, let's see. The the main thing I will say is that if you're consistently showing up and you're, you know, have your hypothesis, the thing that I will encourage you to do is to just pay attention to the results. Like know how many people are joining your communities or your list on a regular basis, how many people are listening to your podcast, whatever it is that you're doing. Keep track of audience growth, keep track of, you know, sales conversions, keep track of that stuff. Because so often I speak to people and 
I hear, oh my goodness, marketing isn't working. Sales isn't working. Everything's sucking. And then I ask questions about their numbers and, and people have no idea. And we look at their numbers and they've actually been improving, you know, like, so your emotions and your feelings are usually not a hundred percent aligned with reality. And so I really encourage people to keep track of the activities that they do, the results that they're getting and, um, use that to make informed decisions. I love that. I do that every month, by the way, from a marketing perspective and just a life perspective, like, did I sleep enough this month? Like, is the scale going the right direction? So that's really, really helpful. These are so awesome. And like, now I have Beyonce quotes and like magical marketing planning in my head, which is a great way to end the podcast. But at the end of every show, we always ask three questions. We're going to dig into the first one, which is what is your current morning routine? So right now it is nice again in New Jersey, which I love. So I wake up, I'm usually up before like 5.30 and by six, I'm usually up and out. Like after I brush my teeth and all that jazz, I go for a walk or a run. It depends on what day it is, but I, I go out and spend time in nature. And then I come back and I sit down and I meditate, usually just sitting outside for a little bit, come in, drink a bunch of water, journal, and look at I usually do this the day before as well, but I, in the morning, I like to look at what my day, like what's planned for my day yeah, and just visualize how I want the day to actually go. I love that. You and I have very similar uh, morning routines. What is the one resource that's helped you the most in your journey so far? So I thought about this and it's actually podcasting. And the reason I say that is because whenever I have, and it's been especially helpful as I've been writing a book and, and going through that process is that I just go into my, um, I have an iPhone, so I go into Apple podcasts and I just treat it like a search engine and I just start yeah. typing in. What is the question that I have? What am I looking for? That is a great tip, by the way. Yeah, and just search for somebody who's been there, who's going through what you're going through and who has um, some insight and an answer and a solution. I think that's been, you know, uh, the best free resource that I've come across. I love that. Uh, okay. Just for fun. What was the last thing you purchased on Amazon? Uh, I really think it's not as cool, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was, there's a piece of my mic that I can't find. It's like a tiny <laughs> little piece. So it was like this weird bolt that I purchased from Amazon last, but I actually have to return it because I bought two to see what would fit and neither one of them fit. So I have to return them. Oh my gosh. So that was my last Amazon purchase. I don't even know how to return things on Amazon. Like I feel like half the time I get a box and I'm like, this is not what I ordered. And then it just sits there because I feel like it's like a complicated process, <laughs> which is probably why they make so much money. Truth. I love that. All right. Well, thank you, Nikki. This was so awesome. I want you to take a minute and share where everyone can find you and talk about your book. Yes. So my very first book, super excited. Um, it's being published by Hay House and comes out August 24th of 2021 and will be available literally everywhere like Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, um, like indie, like small bookstores, all of the places, books a million. Um, but the premise of the book is it's for um, entrepreneurs or people who want to monetize their personal brand. And we talk through its three sections. So the first section is how do you package your genius? How do you discover what you're amazing at and turn it into a product or service that people want and get really clear on the vision you have for this business or brand? And then the next piece is now that 
you have a clear idea of what you're offering and who you're offering it to and all of that, um, how are you going to do it? So the middle piece is the marketing um, section of the book. It, it goes into more detail in some of the things we discussed today, like the mad scientist framework and just like dating and some other really fun um, things that I like to teach people. Some other soul aligned magic marketing planning is in there. And then we wrap it up with, okay, now that you have a product and you have people buying it, how do you deliver such an amazing experience that the folks that are buying it tell all of their friends, give you great testimonials and keep buying from you. So that's the premise of the book. It's called Market Your Genius, which is also the name of my podcast. And yeah, you can go to marketyourgeniusbook.com to find a link to it. We have some really sweet pre-order bonuses if you are listening to this before the book comes out and even some stuff that are really great if you buy after the book officially comes out. Awesome. But yeah, that is probably the best place to find me and learn more. And that'll take you, it links to my my main website and all my social media. So if you just head to marketyourgeniusbook.com, in all honesty, you'll you'll get all of the things. Um, you'll be able to listen to my podcast and all sorts of great stuff. That's awesome. And we'll make sure that we link that in the show notes so you guys can all take advantage of all of the bonuses. And it sounds like an amazing book. So congratulations on finishing it and it comes out really soon. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you.